0: What's going on, everybody? My name is Ernie Fuentes, and you're listening to the Cool Ernie Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, You know, before I get into, like I always call it, the meat of the podcast, um, let me uh, reiterate something that I spoke about the last podcast. Um, Thank you. That's what I want to say. I want to say thank you because officially this podcast has passed the 500 download mark. Um, I think the last time I checked, it was at like 530 downloads, which again, like I said in the last podcast, it may not seem like a lot to a lot of people. Like you you might be like, hey, that's not that much compared to other podcasts maybe that are doing way better but to me it's a major milestone um a- a- again for a podcast that i started to have fun and to enjoy and to and to put out um you know certain bits of information that m- may be helpful to someone here that listens to it i am just totally happy totally totally happy the podcast is averaging about 30 downloads a um a week which is fantastic and and again I do not know, you know, 500 people uh, that would be downloading this. So, um, again, there's there's a lot of people out there that are just jumping in the podcast and enjoying it and hopefully using some of this information that I've accumulated in my old age and and, and maybe bettering themselves or bettering their lives. So, again, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate all you guys. And again, the Cool Learning podcast is available anywhere you get your podcast. And uh, I'm even starting to put it on YouTube. So if you like listening to YouTube, hey, you can catch it on there too. So let's move on to the actual uh, subject of today's podcast, which um, I've been wanting to talk about for quite some time. and it's something that is near and dear to my heart, which is business. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I've went to school for business. I've always loved business. I, ever since I was a kid, I I wanted to own my own business. I, I fulfilled my dream of owning my business for many many years, well over twenty years. And um, I still own my own business. I own a real estate company. In addition to, I have a part-time job in a cellular phone company. Now, I wanted to talk about this because I must get at least, again, five to 10 people a week that ask me about opening their own business. It's almost as much as people that ask me about guns, which was the topic of the last podcast. And people come up to me because they know that I've opened businesses in the past, and, and and I've helped people open businesses, and and they they approach me and say, "Hey, listen, you know, I'd like to do this, Ernie. What do you, what do you think about this?" And I totally feel that opening your business is awesome. the the uh, the whole idea of a side business or a side gig or whatever you want to call it nowadays um it it it's just fantastic it's an extra source of income it's something that you could develop into something else that may even outgrow your existing your existing uh thing that you do but i want to go over today some pitfalls and things that i learned in my road to opening my own business and things that you got to keep in mind because um you know you go on youtube you go on youtube and it seems like any thing that you see on any video you see on youtube there's always some other advertisement of somebody you know just peddling their business type of business service um you know like oh you like you can uh make uh, uh, this amount of money and uh, and you can make billions of dollars selling this stuff on Amazon or you can do this or you can do that. And and that's okay in fine and dandy. I mean, um, that's all good. I mean, like my mother used to say, any knowledge that you accumulate in your life, no one can take that away from you. And, um, and I firmly believe that. But at the same time, I think you have to approach things realistically. Uh, and you're going to belong and I'm going to go over this. You're going to belong to one of three groups. And depending on what group you belong to is going to determine how hard this movement is going to be for you. Now, let me let me touch on something real quick too. I I firmly believe that this country, we have a big problem. And and its problem's been growing over the years. It's not something that just started recently. This this has started maybe I'd have to say maybe almost ten years ago I started hearing these phrases, and the phrase and, and the problem that we have I am gonna call it okay, and this is what I'm calling it: real ophobia. That's what I'm calling it, real ophobia. And what's real ophobia? A phobia obviously is a fear of something. It's it's the fear of reality or someone telling you about reality and this is a plague on 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 our society um it, it, you know we've we've taken the word problem and we've made it into you know something ugly oh no everything is a challenge now no to me a challenge is you know you say hey Ernie can you hike up that big mountain to me that's a challenge Hey, Ernie, can you, um, I bet you I can catch a bigger fish than you can. To me, that's a challenge. A problem is something that you don't want that just popped up. And what I always tell people, what do you do with problems? You solve them. You don't hide it. You don't mask it. You don't say, oh, you know, it's a challenge. We're experiencing some challenges Lately, no, no. How about coming out and saying what it is? Hey, you know something? We were doing this and we ran into a problem and we need a solution because that's what you do with problems. You find solutions for them. So in the same thing with starting a business, I think what we have is when when somebody uh, uh, wants to do this, wants to open a business, Okay. They'll, they may ask some of their friends or family and let me differentiate again when when it so when they approach even a person like me or maybe an older person or someone else there's gonna be two groups of people there's gonna be the naysayers you know the the, the, the and and those are the people that that you tell them anything like, hey, you know, I, I want to make this, uh, design this bouquet of flowers. And they'll be like, oh, that's a waste of time. You shouldn't, why Why do you need flowers? You know, flowers attract bees and these are going to sting you. And, it, You know, to me, uh, that's a, a, a naysayer or, and I'm going to get into that word right after this, you know, a negative person. Like what I call the N-word, okay, the N-word, negative, or... They may be actually telling you the truth. They may come out and say, hey, listen, man, I know you want to sell bottle caps, but, you know, let's sit down and talk about this. I mean, um, you know, what's the market for bottle caps? Uh, Have you looked in, you know, what the competition is in your local area about people selling bottle caps? I mean, you know, what kind of profit margin? Uh, How are you going to acquire your customers, you know, with bottle caps? I mean, so, so... it's so do you call this person the n-word? Do, do you call him or her and say, "Hey, you're just being negative, dude." You know, I I want to sell these bottle caps. You know, and and bottle caps is in and I think I can make a lot of money selling bottle caps. Well, exactly. You you have to you have to be able I know what you're thinking. You you have to you have to be able to differentiate between the two different types of people that you may discuss this with. Now, the reason I say we have a we have a problem with realophobia is because we have lumped everyone together that has anything um realistic to say about anything we have decided to call them the n word again negative. It's not the word that you're thinking of negative uh meaning that if 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 you want to sell bottle caps, well you know, somebody will come up to you and say what I just said. Hey, well, listen, you know, maybe you should look into, uh, do a market analysis of, uh, you know, the potential of selling bottle caps in your area. They'll be like, yo, you're being negative, dude. You know, why are you, why are you bringing me down like that? I mean, you know, I, I'm looking to better myself and uh, through selling bottle caps. I mean, you know, why are you being like that, man? And, and, and I think you have to be able to, to differentiate between th- those two people. So, so right away when you're thinking of doing this, you're going to run into those two types of people. So you're going to have to differentiate right away. Like, hey, is this a person, the person that I'm discussing with this with, is this somebody that's, uh, regardless who it may be, maybe a family member, maybe a friend, is this person somebody that that just is a person that just doesn't want to pursue any type of risk in their life and does and feels that they'll never get past their, their job that they have currently. And, or is this person that's trying to give me honest advice? So right away, that's your number one goal at that moment. Hey, who am I speaking to? And are they giving me real advice? Like, are they, are they telling me something that's going to mean something to me while I'm trying to do this? And, and then you know once you figure out this you say you got an idea of what you want to do of what you want to sell or what service you want to provide and and i'm not going to go into you know how to open this business and 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 you know in the accounting system that you have to have and the marketing that and in the social media uh, presence i'm not going to go into that you know there's plenty uh, you can go to the library you get you know find tons of stuff on you go on the internet you can find tons of stuff on how to help you to do that what what i'm going to discuss with you today is something that you don't find in those books something that you don't find uh, in the internet i haven't found it and and it's the the psychological the, the 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 actual personal um part of opening a business how this affects you and your family. So now, you're going to be part of three groups, potential three groups. I've, I, I've reduced these to three groups. And, and of course, there may be groups that are kind of in the middle of some of these groups, but in, in essence, you're going to belong to three groups. And these three groups are going are gonna to determine how easy it's going to be for you to do this and how hard it's going to be to do this, for you to do this. So let's start with the first group. The first group is Group A, okay. Group A, and, and let's—if you want to take this down, if you get a pencil and paper, that's great. You can write this down. Group A is the easiest group to start a business because they don't have—they have little to no risk, okay. And Group A, okay is the person that lives at home with their parents or has a living situation where it doesn't cost them anything, okay? They live with a family member. They live home with their parents. They have little to no expenses, meaning they have no debt. They haven't picked up debt. They have no car payment, no nothing. So at, at that point, really, all they pay is their, maybe their, they pay maybe the roommate something or, or they don't pay anything. Okay. I myself was part of this group when I opened my first business. When I came here down to Tampa, I, I lived with my parents. I had moved from New Jersey. I had left a job in New Jersey as a manager of a shoe company. And I came down here and decided to start over with my parents. I live with my parents. I had no expenses. I had no car payment, no nothing. Um, my parents refused to accept my money for food and for rent. So they said, hey, you know, just, hey, just chill. We don't need your money. Just chill here. Enjoy your life before you start working hard again. So um, I had no expenses. I had no risk. So I, I spent most of my time at the beach. I would go to the beach and I always, I've owned several sports cars in in my lifetime. And, um, and I had this one sports car that I had and, and I used to park it at the beach and people would come to me and they would say, they would say, Ernie, Hey, uh, Hey man, where'd you get that, that, uh, you know, part on your car. And I would say, Hey, listen, I. Got it in Miami. I go to visit some family occasionally in Miami. And they would say, hey, you know, if I give you the money, man, will you will you pick me up one of those things for your car or can you pick me up that accessory or whatever? And I was like, yeah, sure, man. You know, just give me your name and phone number and I'll be happy to do that. So I started making trips to Miami, uh, picking up stuff for people that, that I really didn't know or I did know and they just asked me to do them a favor. Well, I started seeing that... I, I would go to the beach and people that I did not know or had no, had no relationship whatsoever were coming up to me and saying, hey, hey, are you the guy that goes down to Miami and picks up sports car equipment? And I'm like, who are you? You know, oh, uh, Joey with the red Camaro, he told me that he got, you know, his, uh, uh, his you know, front steering wheel cover or whatever, you know, he, he got that from you. And then you brought it from Miami. Well, at that point, you know, a light bulb went out of my head and, and I said, you know what? I'm going to turn this into a business. Um, I'm going to start selling this stuff. So when I went down to Miami, I found distributors that were selling the stuff. I, I, I signed up with wholesalers. And then at that point, Car Crazy was born. It was a retail store, small retail store. I specialized in sports car equipment for high-end sports cars and uh, middle-of-the-road sports cars such as uh, Camaros, and Mustangs, and, and Porsches, and, and Lamborghinis, and all kinds of stuff like that. I, I would handle all kinds of sports car equipment for those cars. And the, the business was a total success. It, it did very, very, very well. Uh, but at one point, I, I kind of just got tired of it, um, and I sold it. And the person uh, bought it, ran it for another 10, 15 years. Did very, very well. And I think at one point, I think he got tired of it. And then he closed it. He didn't resell it. But it was, but the idea here, what I'm trying to put out there is that I was that group A, okay? The reason I was able to do this, okay, is because I had no expenses, no, I was living with my parents. My risk was, was, my risk was high, uh, but I had no, no, I, I didn't affect anyone else in my family. Like if, if this thing would have gone, the money that I invest in it, if it would have lost, if I would have lost all of it, it wouldn't have affected anyone but myself because I didn't have any other expenses. I wouldn't have lost my house. I had no rent, I had no food, I had no, and there's plenty of people like that. There's a, there's a lot of people like that that live with their parents, they live with their friends or they live and they have no living expenses. And um and if you're that group, group A, guess what? You're you're the prime example of someone that could at this time say, "Hey, I can take a risk on a business." I can Put in this investment, whatever you may have, $5,000, 6000 whatever it is, or whatever money you got, because you're not going to affect anybody else. If you lose it all, hey, well, you know what? You just say, hey, I, I went for it, and it is what it is, right? Now, so we've spoke about group A. If you're group A, you got a great chance of opening a business, and more than likely, possibly even to be successful you know because you can do your research you can jump into something and 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 not have that dark cloud looming over you that you might you know hurt other people in your family let's go to group B okay group B you're not exactly group A but you do you do have some expenses uh you possibly live with someone you may be married okay um you you may have a mortgage. You may have uh your utilities, okay. But you had limited liability. You you don't have many credit cards, you don't have much expenses to speak of, you may not have a car payment, you have l- very minimal expenses and it. it's just you and this other person and um and you know, you're you guys, you know, you're 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 not doing that bad. You both have pretty decent jobs. So at that point, what do you do? Well, at that point, what you have to do is you're, you're, you, decide, you decide that, that you want to open, go for this venture. Okay. Well, you only have, you do have a mortgage and you do have a rent or you may, but you have this other person that lives with you that may want to carry those expenses for you while you grow your business or help you okay um i'll give you another example um when i opened my real estate company many 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 years ago i interviewed a gentleman um that that um that he came into work for my company and i asked him what his spouse did for a living and uh, he kind of got upset and and he said, well, what does my wife's job have to do with anything? I'm the guy who's interviewing here for this job. And I told him, I said, you're absolutely right. You are the one that's interviewing. and Your skills are, are obviously really, really good. But the real estate business is an unstable business. You make, you can make a lot of money one month and then not make any money next month. And then the next month after that, you may make so, so money. And, it's at the end of the year that you decide hey i did pretty good or i didn't and i said depending on what money what kind of money your spouse makes will help you on your success as a real estate person and 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 i went on to explain to him that if if you have a significant other or a spouse that that has a pretty decent job that can cover all the expenses in your home okay now that's that's a worry that you've just taken off your plate now you you can say hey uh, you know i can dedicate myself to looking for new business and going out there and 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 doing the best that i can looking for new business because of the fact that now i don't have this worry in uh, on top of me, this dark cloud, uh, the mortgage, well, what's going to happen if I don't close this sale this month? What, what's going to happen and what's going to happen and what's going to happen? You, You don't have that, okay? So he went on to tell me, when I told him that, he went on and said, well, my wife is a nurse and she pulls in almost 90 grand a year. And I said, you just increased your your chances of being a successful realtor by by three times because now you don't have to worry that the mortgage is not going to be paid you're not you don't have to worry that if you have one month where the deal goes into the next month because of some real estate issue, you don't have to worry that that they're going to cut off your electric so and he agreed with me after that he said you know you're right so so again, if you're part of that group B where you have a roommate, significant other wife, and you have you have limited expenses, limited, where you have a mortgage, you have a rent, maybe electric, utilities, but maybe you don't have you don't have um uh you know anything large, well then maybe this might be the avenue that you may wanna pursue. Um it may be something that you're that you can talk to your significant other and say, and say, "Hey, listen, I'm thinking of doing this, and um, I'm going to need your help because uh, again, you have to discuss this with the other person because that other person is going to be carrying you for certain months when maybe you're not doing that well or the business is growing." So the first step is you, you, you know, you go to a significant other, and, and and I guess you really have, yeah, you, you know, the, which I didn't look into, you know, I, I didn't tell you about this. You have to really sit down and 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 sharpen your pencils and and take out that piece of paper, and you when you're discussing this with your wife or your significant other, you have to say, you have to say, hey, listen, I'm thinking of doing this, I, I, I want to make this move, and, you know, I I kind of figured it out that. I can do this with some money that I've saved up and with your income, like if why it it may take me six months to build this business to a point where I'm making money or a year or whatever. And based on your income, you know, we could make this, we can make this happen because if I don't make enough money that month, I mean, you could cover some of the, the home expenses and, and we could, you know, continue, we can move forward. In addition, in addition, Um, that because you're this person's significant other or, or, or if the, if if something, you know, uh, um, uh, your, their wife or husband, or, uh, they may even be able to add you on to the other person's, uh, benefit package Like if they work for a corporation or something like that. So, so those are things that you can look at, you know, you can say, Hey, listen, I'm thinking of selling bottle caps. This is what I figured we can make on this. But it's going to take about six months to a year to build this business to a point where at least I'm making some money. And during that time, what I'd like to know is if you can help me cover these expenses while I'm growing the business. And then after that, you know, we're both going to enjoy the fruits of this business. That's group B. Again, you, another other person, limited liability. Liabilities such as credit cards, uh, rent, mortgage, limited, maybe low on the low end, where you can ask a person to help you cover those expenses, or, you know, help you while you're going through the transition. Okay? Um, now let's go to Group C. Now Group C is the hardest um, of the groups. And Group C is you have a family, you have a mortgage, you have a wife or a significant other, you have kids, okay? You may have one, two, three kids or more, okay? And I think, and the worst part of this, the 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 the, the part that that I think restrains you when you're part of Group C. Is that a lot of people that I believe that I've seen that believe that, that that belong, excuse me, to Group C are successful people. So in Group C, what you're going to find is you're going to find highly educated people, or or people that come from a significant trade, or 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 they're, they're just doing well, like they're attorneys, they're doctors, they're plumbers, they're they're they're, they're people that are doing well or they work for for a banking institution or or they they're doing well they they're pulling in a good salary they may be they may be making six figures or higher they're doing well they have the benefit package from their corporation th- that they work for so they got the benefits the the through two or four weeks vacation a year They, you know, they got the hospitalization coverage. They got it all. They got the 401k. And they, so, so what happens is, you know, you have this person that's doing well. And they got, they got the perks. And all of a sudden they decide, they go to their wife or the significant other and they say, you know, honey, you know, buddy i I know I'm an attorney and I make six figures a year but i I really want to sell bottle caps well, I can tell you what's gonna happen right there you know i i don't already i know this is going through your mind you know either either a wife or a husband either one of them is gonna say what are you insane you you have three kids I can already, you can already hear the conversation. You know, what are you, what are you crazy? You, you know, you have, we have a mortgage. We have bills. We have a car payment, two car payments. We have, we have two kids. You, you're a successful, whatever, lawyer, doctor, uh, plumber, electrician, whatever you, we, we pull in a significant amount of money. You have benefits from your, for your company. You know, we we enjoy you know our our medical insurance and everything and 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 that's all gonna come out. That's all gonna come out. And um you may think that doesn't happen, but it does all the time. I I, I personally know three lawyers, very, very successful attorneys, and they just decided to leave their law practice and open a pizzeria. <laughs> Holy crap. You know, what a pizzeria? Yep, they they you know they had this lifelong dream, they were buddies from you know childhood buddies, and they they always remember how they used to have a great time in this one pizzeria. And um, they they all were attorneys and they chucked it and they opened a pizzeria. Um, hey, you know what. I, I I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall on that one and and, and listen to the conversation when they told their their significant others like, hey, you know, we want to be we want to be pizza people, you know, you know, but you guys are, you know, on a law firm, you know. But it happens. It happens. So so what do you do when that happens? What do you do? Um what do you do when you're in that situation? And you, um, you're not happy with where you work or you're not happy with what you do and you happen to be successful at it and you're making money and you got the benefits and now you got to go up to your wife or significant other and and tell them, Hey, I want to do this. Especially when you may have kids and other people that you may be affecting. Um, it's tough and I also was a part of this group at one point at one point in my my real estate career I received an offer from a major bank in the United States I'm not going to name the names but it was a major bank in the United States I, I didn't even wasn't even looking for this opportunity um I went with a friend of mine to a job fair he was looking at working for this bank and um and the person started talking to me and said, hey, what? why don't you interview with me? And I'm like, I already have a job. I'm a real estate broker and a mortgage broker. And they were like, hey, you can come work for us. We're going to give you this. We're going to give you this. We're going to give you this. So you know what? I sat down with the guy. Well, he ended up hiring me. I did work for them. It was a nice, comfy job. I did very, very well. Um, but again, you know, I... That's not what I wanted to do. You know, I I've always, I had been self-employed previous to that and um and I was just looking for a way out. But um again, I was part of that group C. I had the benefits. I had the 401k. I had I had a re- retirement plan. Oh, crap. That's that's a good one right there. Nobody offers retirement anymore. Um y- you name it. I I I had a corporate credit card. <laughs> it's traveling. And and it was tough. And, um, and I remember when I spoke to my wife about leaving this job. I mean, you know, she didn't say, are you crazy? But, you know, she asked me if I had all my ducks in order. And um, what was my plan? And, and I think that's, that's a valid thing to ask. I mean, I, I, you know. Um, and the way what you do. The way you do it is if you're gonna make a move like that. Well, first of all, number one, you got to discuss it with your with your wife or significant other. You know, that's that's the first thing you got to dis- discuss it, just like in section B. But now it becomes a little bit more difficult because um, that other person in your life is gonna is also part of your life. Depends, may or may not depend on your income that you're bringing in. Um, on top of that, you have kids involved. Because guess what, guys? Owning a business takes time. And then you're taking time away, not only from your significant other or wife, but on top of that, you're taking time away from your children. And, and I'll tell you what you're going to hear. You're going to hear your sons or daughters are going to say, Oh, daddy, all you do is that business now. You don't come out and play with us anymore. And, and, and you know what? It, it's true. That happens. It's going to happen. Don't, don't let anyone tell you that it's not. It is okay, you are gonna get plain, get complaints from your children. you're gonna complaints for your wife or significant other you're these things are gonna happen, and that's why you have to plan ahead if you're part of that 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 part that group C, you really have to do a lot of planning, and the planning is as follow number one, you have to figure out all your expenses, all your expenses that you have car payments, credit cards, mortgage uh rent. Whatever you may have, you have to figure that out. And you have to know your number. You have to say, okay, in order for me to cover my monthly expenses, I am going to need $3,000. I'm just going to pull that number out of my head. $3,000. Okay, so now you know that you need $3,000 to more or less keep your family afloat. And I'm going to get to why I'm saying more or less. To keep your family afloat, you need three grand. Okay, well now you say to yourself, all right, is this business a business that is going to produce um, $3,000 right away? Like if it's, it's, is this like a blow up business or something or or something that, that, you know, that's going to do this? Probably not. There's very few businesses like that. Okay. Most businesses, even the real estate business, if if you're a hustler in the in the real estate gig, it, it it may take you three to six months, you know, even if you're a hustler to start selling homes where you got where you got your your pipeline of leads coming in and, and, and you're you're just selling homes on a regular basis. So, and most businesses are like that, at least a year to um, you know to get yourself going. So, first of all, if we're looking at that three thousand dollar number. So that means that if you're if you're in this group C and you know that $3,000 is what you need to to float your your company to float your excuse me to float your family a month then that means you need to have $36,000 in the bank for that's for that one year. If you're estimating that it'll take you one year to start making income. 36 grand. If you don't have $36,000 it ain't happening. Good luck to you buddy. Um you're you're really putting your family at risk, and um, and I'll talk about that then in a second about putting your family at risk, and and um, you're that that that's it. You're 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 putting your family at risk. Okay, all right. So now, what's the other thing you could do? Okay, so now you figured out you need three grand. You need three grand a month, thirty six thousand dollars cash in the bank to make this thing happen for one year and that's not counting what you need to invest in the business. That's, that's another topic. Um, again, like I said, I'm not going to get into the numerical point of view of, uh, of, of, of establishing this business and, and the amount of money that you need to establish specific businesses. What I'm getting here is the psychological and, uh, and, and truthful effect of what it does immediately to your family and how you can work around the the family aspect of it, okay? All right, so now, you figure, wow, um, it's going to take me three thousand dollars in operating money to just to keep my family where they're at right now. All right, so what's the solution to that? Well, let's say you don't have it, okay, or you need that money in order to to seed money your your your, your real the business that you want to open. Well, you you have two other choices. You can well, we have three other choices, okay. Choice one, okay let's say your wife or significant other husband whatever um, happens to work also so both of you are working a working couple okay you're both a working couple at that point what you can you say you can go to your wife or significant other and say hey listen just like in just like in in, in example b you can say hey honey hey guy what what i'm going to do here is i want to do this and you, you make enough money. And this is an example of maybe a husband, a wife, or you know, two, two people that they both work and they both have good salaries. So again, you could use the, the example that was done in, in, in example B and say, hey, listen, I'm planning to do this. And I figured out that we could survive just on your income if we just tighten our belts while I'm starting this business. Okay, if we tighten our belts, we don't go out and eat as much and we don't do this and we don't do that, we can, we can make it. We can, I can do this just on your income. All right, well, there you go. Problem solved. Okay, you tighten your belts, you start the business, you let your significant other, wife, husband, you know, uh, cover everything in the house you know, you become a one-income family, essentially, and you, you just go through it like that. Fantastic. Okay, problem solved. It's okay. You can even, like I said, if you both have corporate jobs or jobs that provide benefits, you can even look into transferring, you know, adding for medical stuff and everything, transferring, uh, um, you know, your benefits to that other spouse. Okay, to maybe their, the spouse the other spouse's plan or, or the other significant other's plan. And while while I'm touching on that it, and, and, and again I we're gonna be talking about benefits in a second, you know, and, and that's very, very important and I'll and I'll touch it on that. Um so that's 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 if you're part of that group C, hey, okay, so plan one, you know, step one, figure out what your monthly nut is. And what you got to make in order to keep your family floating. If your significant other or wife or husband or whatever makes that kind of money where they can cover it, you can tighten your belt and that one income, you can make it on a one income you know, uh, basis, okay, you can do it, okay? Let's say your significant other does not make that kind of money, okay? Your significant other doesn't work or has, you know, a job that... They probably, you know, they make a nice income. They do whatever, and they make maybe less money than you. Way less than money, but they don't make enough money to cover that. That to become a one-income family and help you open this business. That just changed everything. Um, Now, again, we're back to that three thousand dollar, thirty-six thousand dollar that you have to have money in the bank. Or, the other option is you op- you start the business on a part time level, and this and this is one of my biggest recommendations to people. So you want to become a real estate person, you want to become a graphic artist, you want to become um, whatever it may be, and and you want to jump into this. You know, just like we all do. Hey, let's, let me jump in this, you know, head first. And, but because you're part of that group, C, because you got a family, you got responsibility, you got all this stuff, and you got, you know, you got the benefits, you got the package, you know, you got, you, you're making 100K a year as whatever, you know, you can't do it. But you, you don't want to give up that dream. And, I, and you know something? I'm, I'm a firm believer I'm not giving up on dreams. So you know what? What you do is you turn it into a side hustle. You, you say, you know what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue my daily life as an attorney or my daily life as whatever, okay, still continuing to feed my family and help my family uh, on a day-to-day basis. But what I'm going to do is on my free time, instead of loafing in the backyard or instead of, you know, uh, uh, sitting in that family room watching, you know, the, the 70-inch TV, what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to open up this side hustle. I'm gonna open up whatever, Joe's graphic arts service, whatever, okay? Or whatever it may be, you turn it into a side hustle. Well, what's gonna happen, it, it, one of three things is gonna happen. Notice how I say one of three things. When you do a side hustle, one of three things, and these are and, and these are things you gotta keep in mind. First of all, Number one, you grow the side hustle, okay, on a steady basis. The income from the side hustle either overtakes your current income from your job, or gets pretty damn close to it. And at that point, you're like, "Damn, I can leave my job as an attorney and do my lifelong dream as as a uh, as a uh, you know as a graphic artist." That's number one number 2 number 2 it doesn't do well at all your side hustle is a is a flop and you know you make eh you make eh money and you just say hey listen hey at least i tried this i tried to make it work it didn't work out you know um maybe i should look for something else or maybe i should continue maybe you realize that it wasn't for you, and, and maybe you should continue to be an attorney. Or whatever. And then the last and most dangerous one that could happen to you if you do this. Okay? The last and most dangerous one is the business explodes. Okay. Um, and I've seen this countless times. I, I actually have coined a saying around it. I have a saying that I tell people when people come to me with pretty decent ideas. I always say, how much money do you expect to make on this? And they'll say, well, you know, Ernie, if I can make a uh, 1000 to $2,000 a month, I'd be like really happy. And I tell them, then I start asking about their family. And then I say, hey, listen, let me ask you something. If this business blew up on you, if you, if instead of 20 orders that you're thinking you're going to get, let's say you got 200, well, what would happen? And then, You can see the the blank stare on their face. They're like, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. And that's part of my saying. I always tell them. I always finish with that. I say, listen, when you're thinking of opening a business, you always have to keep in mind what happens if this business blows up in my face. Don't be afraid of failure. Be afraid of success. That's what I always tell people. Be wary of success because if, if if this blows up on you and you're an attorney or whatever you do for a living and this blows up on you, you have to be prepared to handle the consequences. Like if you, you're you selling bottle caps and all of a sudden you get orders from Walmart and everybody and their mother saying that they want bottle caps and, and, and you're like, wow, I wasn't prepared for this. Now my job as an attorney, my normal job as an attorney is just is getting in the way now of me fulfilling this because the, the demand is so high. So you have to prepare for that. You have to be prepared to handle that that influx of business. And sometimes, unfortunately, you may have, if you're on this quest, if you're turning it, if you're turning this into a side hustle to to develop it into a full-time gig, you may even have to you may even, which is sad to say, which, you know, you may even have to, um, you may even have to quell some of that business that's coming in because you just can't handle it. Uh, and this seems to be a common problem. I mean, if you, if you watch Shark Tank on, on TV, uh, a lot of those people that come out on there, they have this problem. Like they'll, they'll just tell you, look, you know, we're making these pies or whatever in our kitchen and now our pie business has blown up and, 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 and we need a big kitchen and, and we need to do this and we need to do that. And, 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 and they're at a point where they just, they need to leave their current employment and, you know, they're, they need to move on. Um, and I always tell people that, that, um, that is a that is probably for, if you're part of that group C that you have the family, the expenses, you got all this stuff, that's probably going to be your most realistic way to be able to get into a different business, to get into, um, um, into a, a, a different business and to move on. Um, the way I, went into the real estate and mortgage business full-time as we followed the story again i mentioned that i was in the real estate business as, as a real estate agent and a mortgage broker working for another company i was recruited by this bank did very very well with the bank and now the bank had me by the balls you know because i had the the good salary the benefits the corporate credit card i was traveling Back and forth to New York City, you know, and, you know, at that point, you know, I want to open up my own real estate and mortgage company full time. So what do I do? Well, in my case, I kind of got lucky. Um, I kind of got lucky. Uh, The reason I got lucky was that that major bank at that time because of the economy, started laying off people. And um, I was, and, and this is crazy to say, but I was fortunate enough to be laid off. And people might say like, Ernie, fortunate enough to be laid off? And I said the reason I was fortunate was because that bank that I worked for had a very good you know, plan. Like if, uh, you know, when you get laid off, they, they gave you like a big chunk of money when you get off what severance package, that's what it's called. And it was, it was juicy and, um, at least for me. Okay. So I got this really juicy severance package. And on top of that, they provided insurance during the severance period that they gave me. So, so, so what happened was my family was now left, you know, we still had the medical plan and we had everything. And it wasn't even COBRA. It, it was it was part of their severance package. Uh, and then after the severance period, I, I could sign up for COBRA, which we're going to get into that, that five minutes from now. Um, so for me, that was my, I, I, I seized the moment. You know, I said, this is my chance. I took that severance package I said, hey, this is going to be my money my that I'm going to use to keep my family afloat. And I'm just going to hit the streets in the real estate business and mortgage business and um, and go from there. I still have my benefits for my family intact. I still have, you know, I, I received this lump sum of income for the severance package. And I was able to open up my real estate and mortgage company, which I operated for over 20 years, more than 20 years as a full-time very large real estate company. As I still I still owned that real estate company, but now it's me, myself and I. But at that time I had twenty something realtors and four mortgage brokers, two managers and, and a receptionist. And and um I was able to do that because of the fact that I was laid off. I took the severance package, leveraged that severance package into, you know, covering my monthly expenses for my family and then and, and, and even like I said, and I got lucky that I was able to retain my benefits to the of that bank and speaking of benefits and this is what I wanted to get to uh for those of you who don't know who don't understand um you know major corporations are are they're not they're in the business of making money they're they're not they're not uh uh they're not there to like provide a you know, the, uh, you know, a kumbaya service, you know? So people, when they, when, when a corporation is offering you benefits, okay, the reason they're offering you benefits, it's not because they're great people and they in the board of directors says, Hey, you know, we love our employees. Let's, you know, let's spend millions of dollars on benefits. I mean, yeah, you may have a company that, that likes their employees. I'm not saying there isn't out there. There probably is, you know, uh, there's am sure there's plenty of corporations that love their employees. And they do it for the right reasons. But the majority of corporations, the reason they provide benefits and the reason they provide these spectacular perks is employee retention, okay? They don't want you to leave. They don't want you to go... Because if if you were making $20 an hour and you had no benefits and uh, the other company down the street is off it says hey man i'll give you 25 dollars an hour if that's if that's what we worked on which it was many many years ago when there was no benefits for anything you know well at that point hey it's money against money you know hey this guy's person this people are to pay me 20 dollars an hour the guy down the street's willing to pay me 25 so i'm gonna go to him you know it's just it's it's simple arithmetic but see what happens is Companies figured out that if they offered perks, benefits, medical insurance, retirement, all these things, what they do is they retain your employees. Because now, the same scenario, if you're making $20 an hour, and now the guy down the street says, hey, man, I'm going to give you $25 an hour, and you're like, yeah, man, but I mean, I know you're paying me $5 an hour more, but, you know, I'm... I got all these benefits with this company that I'm with with now, you know, they give me retirement. They give me, uh, they give me, you know, uh, medical insurance, dental, uh, uh, eyeglasses, you know, the whole ball of wax. Okay. So they retained you and, and, and that's, and that's what they want to do. They want to keep talent. They want to retain employees it, it, And training. New employees is one of the biggest expenses that a company could have. They don't want to train new people. They don't want turnover. Okay, they want the same people there, okay, doing the job because it's easier to manage and it's cost less. Okay, so now why am I touching on benefits? Well, because if you're going to move into being self-employed, you need to realize that you are not going to pay the the same amount of money you're paying right now for benefits you're not going to pay that as a self-employed person. And this is this is like a big surprise to people. Like you don't know how many people I run into that that they're like, "Wow, I didn't know that, man. You know, I'm paying $400 a month and I got like the whole package from my family and here I I became self-employed and they they wanted 2 grand a month." Well, yeah. That's exactly what it is. And that's something that you got to keep in mind. This is something that you have to calculate in your in your risk in these numbers that I told you, you have to calculate in your in and and the effect that it's going to have on your family. This is something that you have to keep in mind you have to you have to determine whether this lack of insurance now is going to affect your family well and the reason you know if if you're fortunate enough, everyone in your family is, is super healthy, well, hey, fantastic. But what about if, what about if someone in your family, a child, your your wife, significant other, uh, what about if one of them needs certain treatments, and that that uh that your insurance is covering that? Well, now now it's now you're going to have to um, see if maybe they now you can buy that type of insurance. They'll cover maybe those conditions. And I'm going to warn you, it's going to be expensive. And it also depends on what state you live in too. Um, certain states are better when it comes to that. They get they you know, other states are not. Florida sucks. <laughs> Florida is horrible. You know, here, not only do you pay a lot of money when you're self-employed for, for, for health insurance, but on top of that, it's crappy insurance. So, so what happens is, you know, and, and I always mention that, that if, if you're, if somebody came to me and said, "Hey, Ernie, this, this insurance is going to cost you two grand a month, man. This is what you're going to pay for this. But, dude, this insurance is awesome. This insurance is the the bomb. I mean, if you go in for anything, we're going to cover that shit. Okay? Well, but it's not. Here in Florida, if you're self-employed, you're paying fifteen hundred dollars to two grand a month of insurance, and you know through on a private level. And when you find out it has like ten thousand dollar deductible, you know co pays, uh, limits on 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 certain procedures, and 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 it's so full of holes. The policy is so full of holes that you're saying to yourself, well, what am I paying this fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars a month for? So that's very, very important because you have to take a look at your family and say, what is this, me leaving this full-time job with these benefits, what is it going to do to my family as far as their needs, their medical needs? Because now it's not you. You're not, you're not part of that group A. You're not, you're not you, yourself, and I anymore. Now it's you, your wife, your significant other, Kids maybe, you know, that sort of thing. Now again, like I said, if you happen to have a spouse or significant other that um that happens to work for a corporation and maybe you can add yourself to his or her plan, um, hey, great. You know, um that's that's a solution. But what about if you don't? Well then, then you're subject to whatever the market will give you. And that's something that you have to add in. So always remember what are benefits going to cost me? And you have to add in, add that into your, to your, your monthly nut that you need to make. So before we talked about three thousand dollars, that's what you needed in order to make your, your monthly expenses. But now it may be an additional thousand if you need health insurance and you're gonna have to buy it on the open market. Um, that's a, that's a you know health insurance and how is it, how it affects being self employed. There is. There, I can tell you right now that there is thousands of people in the United States, thousands, that are being held back in their jobs because of their dreams, because of health insurance thousands and that's a topic of another conversation maybe we'll talk about that in, in another podcast but it's thousands because of the fact that since we do not have a government sponsored health insurance or or anything that even somebody could buy at a lower cost or or something some option we don't have no other option the bottom line is there's a group of people that are part of that group C that when they decide to they have this dream and they live in a state like I do that that you're, you're screwed. Well, what happens is they, they look at their, they look at their family, maybe the one of their sons or daughters or, or wife or significant other has specific medical needs that they need this insurance. Well, guess what? Their dreams have just been shattered. They're not going to be able to leave that job. I mean, they're, they're, they're not going to be able to leave that job. They're, they're, like I said, they're, they're, they better get used to saying, Hey, we're going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be an attorney during the day and I'm going to do my graphic arts at night and I'm just going to keep it as a side hustle, you know, just to satisfy myself and, and my personal needs. But I'll never be able to do this because of the fact of the state that I live in and the and the benefits that I need. Now, will that change in the future? Possibly. Uh, maybe. Um, depending on the state you in, you're you're in, you may be able to get great coverage uh one of my good friends probably my best friend in the world uh he lives in Massachusetts you know he Massachusetts i guess has a really good program for health insurance and uh and he's self-employed he took a leap and him and a partner opened up their own company and um and he's been able to get good health insurance you know so depending on the state and 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 the reason i'm telling you this is because this is homework that you have to do this is something that you have to look into. You have to, you have to look this, you have to look this up and see how it's going to affect your family and then how much it's going to cost you. Because believe it or not, um, you're not going to pay what you're paying with your employer. I'm telling you right now. So, um, uh, you know, it is, it is what it is, you know, so, but that's definitely a, um, a, you know, consideration that you have to take into, you know, into, uh, keep in mind that you're going to have this specific cost and it may or may not affect your dreams. So um, what am I going to finish off with? Well, what I'm going to finish off with is this. Some of what I, what I might have said um, may have sound and, uh, bad to you. And you may be inclined to call me the N word, and it's not the word that you're thinking about. The N word I'm thinking about is negative. And you may say, "Ernie, man, you just blew me up, bro. You just you just killed all my dreams." No, I didn't. Um. Don't don't let if you have this dream of doing something, you should try your hardest to 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 do it. Um. I can. I've told multiple people, multiple people in my life that one thing that I'm happy about is that, that in my life is that I, I followed all the things that I wanted to do. You know, if I, if I wanted to do something, I just did it, you know, and, and, and not, not stupid either. I mean, it's not like, you know, I'd say, oh, you know what, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to spend all this money for my family. No, I didn't, I don't mean like that, but I mean, you know, when, when I wanted to open my first business, I did. When I wanted to open, when I wanted to go full-time in, in, into real estate, I did. When I wanted to open my own real estate and mortgage company, I did. But what I did is I, the most important thing, the, the thing that I want to stress in this, because I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to go in on how to start a business in this podcast, in this particular podcast. What I wanted to stress is that you need to do your homework. We all we we all think we're islands, but we're not. We have other people in our lives. We have you know, people that we care for, spouses, significant others. We we have people that rely on us in one way or the other. And if and it's unless you're part of that group A that me, myself, and I and, and the only person you're gonna affect is yourself, well then you're part of the other two groups and you will affect someone by wanting to move forward with this dream. And there's nothing wrong with that because there's plenty of people that have done it and plenty of people will continue to do it and that is just the nature of the country that we live in. But I it's only fair to your family, to your significant other that that you take into account these things that I've mentioned today and say, "Hey, I want to discuss this with you. And these are the ramifications that my, this dream of mine may have and figure out a way around it, like figure out some path to get to where you want to be. The moment that you give up, you've lost. That's it. Then you're then then, then, That's it. The moment that you give up, you've lost. Um, As far as health insurance things, who knows? Maybe those things will change. And maybe, maybe you know, we'll see changes in laws where maybe there will be more options or better options. Maybe not necessarily lower cost options, but maybe better options for self-employed people as far as health insurance. We, who knows? We don't know that. But um, but for now, it's something that we all have to keep in in mind, and something that has to be. And these costs and this effect on our significant other, on our children, on our families when we decide to do this dream, you know, um, have to be calculated and taken into consideration. And then, um, and of course, you know, um, like everything that I would said, you know, you need to have a plan. You put your plan on paper and, uh, don't just think about it. You know, you write it down, you take your plan, you write it down, say, these are the steps that I'm going to do. And then you start acting on them, acting on them. One after the other, acting on them, and um, the last thing before I close down: um, feel free to go to the Small Business uh, Administration. They have uh, professionals there that can help you get through this. They have professionals that can help you uh, develop a business plan. They have professionals that can guide you through all this, and 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 maybe the the, the actual. Uh, mechanics of opening a business in addition to what i just told you use their services i believe 95 of them are free um, score which is a society of retired executives or something like that so i don't remember what the actual name is but Scott score um, they they help people in that fence they do a free of charge and they'll they're probably going to tell you a lot of stuff that i told you now but but on top of that they'll help you with the mechanics of going through the process and setting up a plan because that's very important. You got to have a plan. Um I can I can tell people um that one of the most satisfying things I've enjoyed in my life has been when you go to your office or your retail store and you put that key in the door and you open up that door that is one of the most satisfying things in life, knowing that everything in there is yours and you're working toward your success. It's not easy. Being self-employed is is very, very hard. It's very, very hard. It's hard on your family. It's hard on everybody. And it's very, you're gonna work double what you normally work. But it is extremely satisfying That. You're working for yourself. All right, guys. You've been listening to the Cool Ernie Podcast. My name is Ernie Fuentes. Um, please feel free to um, to put out this podcast wherever you like, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, I sure need to help. Again, thanks for everybody downloading this podcast. Thanks for those five five 530, whatever it is up to right now, I appreciate it. You can listen to the Cool Learning Podcast wherever you want to get your podcast. I will catch you next time. See ya.